Hi, folks. This is Mike Callahan. Welcome back. I hope you're enjoying the podcasts. Uh, we just put a new one out today about uh, an initiative, a TV show, where it's, it's going to be about veterans returning to civilian life. And um, there's a section in it about uh, project management and careers for people, for veterans in the field of project management. So be sure you take a look at that. That's on the podcast here. And it's going to be on uh, Lifetime on, on TV uh, this coming Monday and then uh, later in October. But let me talk about what we've got today planned for you. Uh, here in the virtual studio, uh, I have a fellow, his name is Henry Storm. And I ran into Henry at a, at a couple other activities that we've been uh, con connecting on and, and collaborating on. And Henry's got a great story. He's got a lot of passion and interest about helping veterans connect more effectively and more uh, aggressively with the VA and taking advantage of the health services and the other kinds of services that, that are available. So I wanted to uh, give him the opportunity to share some of the activities he's got going on and to uh, help you understand how to may perhaps better take advantage of a lot of the, the benefits that, that are, uh, are yours for the taking. So with no further ado, Henry, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you very much. Uh, again, my name is Henry Storm. I'm a retired Lieutenant Commander, United States Navy. I was uh, born and raised Detroit, Michigan. I started early in the Naval camp in 1963. I uh, ended up retiring in 1996, and um, I live in White Lake, Michigan. I broke my neck on USS Kitty Hawk, and that ended my military career. I uh, was walking down the second deck of a passageway and struck my head uh, because the lights were out. Anyways, when I got out, I started to uh, seek my health care through the VA and realized quickly that I had no idea about the uh, VA health care system. It's, and initially I was denied. I had no idea why I was denied. I had all of the paperwork showing how I was injured. So I reapplied, this time doing an investigation, and, and I found the rules of the VA are clearly posted, but no one knew about them. So after I got repaired and learned about my health care, I became an advocate for other veterans that were transitioning the same path that I was towards achieving a benefit that they earned through their service. They had to, uh, you know, had to pay for most cases or something that, uh, you know, they were begging for. This is just like uh, the GI Bill for getting a home loan or your education following service. This is another one of those benefits that was in that uh, agreement that we signed when we joined the military. So I've been involved uh, assisting veterans uh, since 19, uh, 1996 when I came home. And uh, I call it the red carpet registration program. If I, uh, if I see a veteran at Kroger's or a Speedway Gasping or a tattoo or a hat or a bumper sticker, I'll inquire if they're a veteran. And if they are, I'll ask them if they registered for their health care. And if they did not, I actually have a registration package for them. I pick them up every time I go down for my own appointments. I give them the registration package and I give them my card, tell them to contact me, and I assist them with registering for their VA health care. That's, that's, really, that's really amazing. I just can see you doing that at a, at a Kroger parking lot or something. And, and it's got to be astonishing for the people that you talk to. And like, wow, this guy's really uh, the real deal and, and willing to help. I'm sure you really, a lot of people really truly appreciate that. That's great that you do. Well, the shame is, Mike, is that some of the individuals, it takes four or five years for them to finally get off the dead spot and actually file for the benefit. And uh, the good news is, is that it's, uh, it is a passion of mine and it 
it is a relief when they uh, when they navigate the system and acquire these benefits. The sad point for me, or the saddest point, is when I get a call from a widow asking about benefits that she may have accrued through her husband's service, and having to tell the widow that I really have a difficult time assisting her because without her husband there, it's almost impossible for us to recreate his service. So I tell veterans all the time that this is a benefit you earned register for it. If you don't need it right now, at least complete the registration process. Go in once a year for your primary care appointment. If you have a copay, it's $15 for that appointment, but you get a free flu shot at the same time. And uh, keep your VA healthcare options open. What you don't want to do is need VA healthcare and not be registered because the process is not timely. And uh, worst case, of course, Mike, is, is if a veteran passes and then his widow is trying to ascertain the benefits that may be available. And these, these benefits that I'm talking about are not just the healthcare, but there are actually uh, benefits for widows it's called DIC. And not only do they get a stipend of uh, over $1,000 a month, but in Michigan, it means they pay no uh, property tax on their primary residence. And for some widows, that's the difference between, you know, having to move after their husband passes or being able to stay in their home. So these benefits are tangible. However, it takes an act of the individual to process to join the VA as far as the healthcare goes. So in order to take advantage of that benefit that you just described, one needs to go downtown to the to the VA hospital and, and get signed up. Is that the is that the protocol? Actually, that's the way I recommend it. I also recommend that they have a sponsor that's already registered in the healthcare system to assist them because there there can be dominoes that fall that make the visit you know less than uh, less than fun. If you've never been into the VA hospital in Detroit, it's an imposing facility. There's a, a six-level parking structure on each end of the building. One is for staff, one is for veterans. Which one's for veterans? When you get into the elevator for the parking structure, it goes from the lower level to the fifth floor. Only one of them enters into the hospital. How do you know that? So there are a lot of these questions that someone that's familiar with the facility can whiz you right through. The forms for registering online, 1010EZ. That's one zero one zero Echo Zulu, and that's the uh, that's the form to register for VA healthcare. I tell people to print that form, be aware of the information, but still go down to the VA with trusted helper, friend, someone to sponsor you down there to, to glide you through the process. I also recommend veterans acquire their records, and when I contact a veteran. I show them how to get their records from St. Louis. A lot of these veterans have to recreate their service going back 50 or 60 years. We tend to remember the good things. We tend to forget the bad things. Most of us thought we were superhuman when we went in and when we went out. But if I question a veteran on what his blood pressure was when he went in and what it was when he or she went out, they have no idea. Most veterans say that their hearing is excellent. I tell them to ask their spouse how they're hearing it, and then we, uh, we get a, a much different answer. Things like, uh, you know, we, we talk about mental health care at the v VA, and PTSD is a, a subject that a lot of veterans are, are, are understanding of. But the reality is, is that our service caused us to change as far as who we were before we went in. In other words, before we went in, we were pretty happy-go-lucky, and within uh, 10 weeks, they told us we were going to be 
attacked with nuclear, chemical, and biological agents, that we may have to kill a human being, that another human being may want to kill us. Uh, we learned how to treat a sucking chest wound. And yet, all of these things that we acquired in our knowledge, we think that we just absorbed that and went on our merry way. In reality, it changed us. I would say that almost to an individual coming out of service, we are quick to criticize, slow to praise. There's very little gray in our lives. We're pretty much black and white, make decisions quickly. And we're driven up a wall by the inactivity of people that we're surrounded with once we leave the service. So I tell veterans, I said, you know, it's free. Get a mental health evaluation as a part of your exam at the VA and then go on from there. You've heard the rumor that 22 veterans commit suicide every day. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the average age is? No, but it's probably not very old. 70. Oh, really? What happens is, is that the things that we bury after we leave service, you know, we have uh, family, we have career, we have all of these engagements of succeeding in our life. And then at a certain age, we find ourselves without the family, without the children at home. We find ourselves without the career. And these things that we've buried all of these years start to percolate. And if people don't get help with those things that percolate, it can be pretty ugly. No. I tell veterans, I said, we're not abnormal. We're just normal from the experiences that we encountered through our military service. And, you know, again, the majority of the veterans, and I'm sure you're one, Mike, that say that, oh, nothing happened to me while I was in the service. But the reality is, is a lot happened to us in the service. And, uh, and we should acknowledge that we had a contract with the government. We gave up life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for a period of time. And we, sank, we, uh, we, we signed our name to that blank check that said, do with us as you may. But in return, the government gave us some tangible benefits and their VA health care and the VA compensation and pension and the VA burial and cemeteries are all a part of that package. So, so tell me, tell me, Henry, the, um, um, it's great listening to you. And every time I do, I learn so much more. And, and I'm, I'm so glad that we've had the chance to, to meet. And, I'm, and I really want to continue to get the message out to veterans because you've got a very important message to, to share with them. Uh, I'm sure we'll put some things on the on the write up with this podcast in terms like this 1010 easy form, al along with other uh, ways that veterans can connect. What would you recommend that they do if somebody's listening to this and they say, "Well, wh what do I do next in, in, in next week or tomorrow? How do I reach out to you? How do I how do I take action? What would your what would be your recommendation for them to take action tomorrow?" Veterans are really lucky. There's this guy by the name of Ed Ruckel. He's a retired Air Force veteran who has set up this website. It's called veteranfacilitator.com. And it gives you a step-by-step -step for obtaining your registration at the VA. And the follow-on is a step-by-step -step how to enhance. So it answers all the questions that veterans may have about registering, how to proceed down to the VA, how to, what technologies are available to use. When, when a veteran enters the VA healthcare system, one of the downsides is it spoils you for any other healthcare that you've enjoyed. I, uh, I go down to VAMC Detroit and under one roof, I don't have to go to any other. If I have a podiatry appointment, if I have a, a nephrology appointment, it doesn't matter what the appointment is. It's all in one structure. And my care has been seamless with the virus because of the technologies with telehealth. So even though my ophthalmologist is not shining a light in my eye, we still go over all the questions for my eye health. 
my nephrologist is still reading my blood work that I have taken. And my primary care doctor is asking all of the questions on an annual physical that I would have if I had been in her office. Mm. So for the veterans that have not registered for VA, a number of them have lost their health care because of the facility shutdowns and the reluctance to have staff on hand in the offices to serve the uh, individual. So I, I, again, I can't encourage veterans strongly enough to register themselves for their family. And if not because they need it now, because they will definitely need it. Yeah. I won't talk about the financial advantage of this. Uh, we need to do another video or another uh, recording about that. But I'll just say that the, on the average, a veteran receiving health care at the VA, paying copay, will spend about $500 a year on his health care. Take that same veteran on the outside, $12,000 for that health care. And just to let you know that the results in the VA are equal to or superior than Henry Ford, Beaumont, Ascension, all of our local health facilities. You know, VA hospitals are all teaching facilities. So they're constantly infused with the latest and greatest technology and the latest and greatest thought process used to teach in the system. My, uh, my doctor from my pain clinic was the head of uh, anesthesiology at Ann Arbor. I'm talking about the University of Michigan. Yeah. My plastic surgeon came from DMC Detroit, one of the best. My heart surgeon was the, uh, was the doctor from Henry Ford, who uh, was a nationally known uh, surgeon. So I'm saying that you're not talking about people that, uh, that could not find employment elsewhere. You're finding the brightest and the best in the VA. That's, that's just so Healthcare. super to, to hear and, and to know, and I appreciate you really saying that. Well, listen, is there any other uh, final thoughts, closing thoughts that you want to share with, uh, with our audience? This is great information, but any, any final thoughts? Only that uh, I really appreciate this opportunity to get the uh, word out to veterans, and uh, what you're doing is, uh, is credible. Uh, the number of veterans that we have in our community that are not receiving health care now is actually embarrassing. Well, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll make some connections with this and, uh, and, and get some people's lives changed and, and get them to be taken advantage of, the, of what they deserve. So that's, that's what it's all about. Well, listen, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Henry, I know, uh, I know you're a busy man. And I really admire the, the work that you do and, and your passion and so strong. So please keep up the, keep fighting the good fight. And Thanks, uh, again, thank you for taking the time and, and for all the work that you do. Have a great day. Thanks.